0: The following is a special presentation of the Buccaneers Sports Network. This is the Jay and Keith Show. Two broadcasters. Two microphones. And one meticulously scripted podcast. You what? Just kidding. Get it, J-K? You get it. That's what I thought was so funny. It's not funny. Alongside
1: Keith Break, here's the voice of the Bucks, Jay Sandoz. Well, it's a bye week, and we're talking. It's Jay. It's Keith. I guess we're talking, aren't we? So, bye. Hi, guy. What's bye. Up? What's that? Bye. Bye, bye. Like that's like Bye-bye. the cat Bye-bye. on
0: the, the cat's on TikTok, like Southern Cat Bomb or whatever it is. Willow, Willow, the cat. Ah!
1: Love Willow. Ah!
0: You have no idea. My wife watches that all the time.
1: No, I'm afraid I'm not uh, the the talking and the ticking that you are. You're more of the talking than ticking. And uh, I no, know. I am I am neither talking nor ticking nor rocking nor reeling. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, where, where, where you want to go? Where, I mean, do we have to talk about anything? <sighs> well, let's right, we'll talk there, football. Yeah, there was a
0: football game on Saturday. Yep, it uh,
1: started quickly for one team, and uh, that team was not uh, the Tissue Buccaneers. Nope.
0: Uh, Austin P. Scored on his first five possessions. Uh, ETSU got in the red zone, kicked a field goal, and P answered with a was it seventeen play drive that took nearly seven minutes off the clock, and went up thirty five to three. And if the game wasn't over at that point, it was definitely over. Third, if sixty three to three, the final score, um, by my combing through ETSU records, the first loss by that many points or more since nineteen twenty three. ATSU lost uh, 72 nothing to Maribel and 108 nothing to King in the same year.
1: Oof, that's a that's a bad two-game stretch. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough – I don't know stretch. if they're back-to-back, back, still just a bad two-game We don't have firm
0: dates on any yeah. of them. They're in an approximate order in the
1: record
0: books. Yep. Okay. Because a lot of our records uh, burned up in a plane crash in 1984. So. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that before. The old <laughs> Oh, uh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but – ETSU was just never really in the game. They went after the young corners early, especially Mike Jenkins Jr. The first touchdown was a double move, and Jenkins just froze. And uh, 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 delello hit the receiver in stride, and they were off and rolling, and turned out that was all the points they needed. Uh, because their the ETSU's offense just struggled to find a rhythm, couldn't really run the ball the way that they wanted to, and then Baron May had a non-contact injury that we've since learned is uh, very severe. I think it's going to be a long time before we see Barron on a football field again uh, in a competitive environment. Certainly, um, this is uh, that was, it was pretty bad. He goes down. Jimmy Dorsey comes in. He goes down. And then you're on to Haynes Eller, who hasn't practiced with the ones all season, suddenly being thrown into the deep end. And uh, I you know, that's just kinda is what it is at that point.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, you know, Matt Wilderm had a had a doozy. Um, Austin P uh, after ETSU, she wanted to toss the fur that he wanted to receive. And Matt says, You know, we really need a three and out. And then three <laughs> Three plays later was a touchdown, and Matt goes, "You know, that's not the three and out I was talking about." And I thought, "Well, that's just you know, if you can't appreciate a good, uh, you know, making light of something and just to try to get over it." Then ETSU went, you know, three and out, and then Austin Peay came right back down, and ETSU had a couple big third downs, couldn't get off the field. It was fourteen nothing. Then I thought, big stretch. ETSU was able to get it across midfield, but it was like fourth and six. It's fourteen nothing. See if you can pin them deep. Nate Bracket did a great job. Uh, caused for uh, high hanger. Fair catch caught at the six-yard line. Steven Scott blows up the first play. I think Teddy Wilson blows up the second play. All of a sudden, it's third and 12 from their four, Austin awesome piece four. And Billy showing all that blitz. Coach Taylor, defense coordinator, and he blitzes. And they throw one down the sideline that, I mean, was a phenomenal throw. I mean, it was dropped in a bucket yeah. in stride. and. Just a lot of credit to Javon Henderson. He did get beat, but he could have easily just gave up on the play. But he actually, from behind, walked the receiver down to save a touchdown at that point. But to me, that was the backbreaker. That was the one where you just you took the gut punch in the first quarter, 21 nothing. I think it was 21-3. Then it was 28-3, um, and then from there, then some injuries and you know special teams touchdown. Offense gave up a touchdown on a fumble return for a score. So it was just everything. Then DeLillo threw a pass with a minute 20 to go to set the record. And, you know, it, it was kind of a perfect way to wrap up that game, I, I yep. think, when it's all said and done. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was there. The, the big news is injuries. You know, Bryson Irby was injured. Amir Dindy was injured. yeah, the uh, couple quarterbacks were injured. Also, Nash Carter tried to give it a go, couldn't play. You are already without Tyler Rydell, You're without Cam Lewis. You were without DeAndre Davis. Um, did see uh, you know the first look at Torrey Lambert? I thought was solid uh, with the reps he was able to go. I thought Teeter being inserted in the lineup was a nice uh, move. I don't feel like the the line really got mauled. I mean, and to be honest with you, again late in the game in the fourth quarter, where ETSU at that point was trying to just run the ball and run the game out, and there's nine people in the box and a run blitzing, ETSU's line had push and before, all oh, the game is over. Let me assure you, Austin P kept a majority of first-teamers in the majority of the game. And even when ETSU got a first down on the last drive, they reinserted the starters again. So they were not about giving quarter, which I'm not complaining about, right? Both sides have scholarships. But you coach your team how you want to coach your team. But this wasn't just a, well, Torrey Lambert and Zach Teeter and the line got pushed because nobody was out there, I mean – they still uh, trust me. Austin P was all about getting first guy, first team reps, and playing to the whistle and playing it into the, the game. Now, you know, whether that is how they always do it, whether they're trying to send a message, whether it's just about hey, you know, we've taken some lumps, we want to feel good, and we want that. It's a four quarter game regardless. So, I was encouraged by that. I thought Zach Borish was another guy that, again, ETSU has been able to hit plays and been able to hit some first, second down plays where they have struggled is third down. I think they're 5 of 33, 4 of 33, whatever it is. It's like 12%. 4 of 33, yes, last
0: in the SoCon, probably one of the lowest percentage conversion rates in the country.
1: Yeah, you're not going to win many games doing that, correct? And then – for the defense, Jacksonville State, it was really their backs were against the wall. It was turnovers. It was special teams. It was maybe some of their own doing because of the penalties. But, you know, 49 points in this one, they had chances to get off the field and didn't. So third down continues to be a bugaboo. Can ETSU figure out how to convert on offense? Can they get off the field on defense? And they're going to run into uh, maybe a very mad Sanford Bulldog team, depending on how the game goes with Chattanooga this weekend, and we'll talk maybe Friday, maybe we'll do a short, take a look around the SoCon and pick six or something, uh, since we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I just... We're recording this on Wednesday. Whatever. What is it? It's Wednesday. I'm punching. The It's a bye. It's a bye. I should know. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Dad. So wow, yeah. just
0: right in the middle of that, like yeah, it's it's uh, it's Thursday. No, it's not. It's my dad's
1: birthday. Oh yeah, happy yeah, birthday,
0: there dad.
1: Yeah, Ed yeah. Boy, dad. That boy, dad. That's okay. My dad it's had to call me to remind
0: me it was his birthday too when it was his. So yeah, I'm right there with you. No, well, the good news is
1: now I can call him. So he doesn't know the difference. Yeah, He <laughs> <Once You laughs> Know the difference until this is out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you know maybe he'll listen to it after. Well, he may. He don't know. Well, yeah, I guess he wouldn't. know. All right. Um, I did think there were some positive things. Again, I didn't think it was all negative. I did think that. You know, it is what it is at this point. That game, you can either dwell on it. If you know, if staff and players, I'm sure, like, all right, moved on. It's not the way you want to go to a bye, right? Because that's a bad taste in your mouth. And normally, you get to play one week later, so you really don't have time to think. Now you got to think about. It. But talking to Coach Corals on the coaches' show, talking to a few guys in the hallway, it seems like Timmy Dorsey talking straight to him that the injury is not as bad as originally thought. They went and got him an MRI. It looks like originally they thought maybe out four to six weeks. Now maybe not. might not be out at all. So, Timmy Dorsey may be back. Tyler Rydell throws, I believe, today. Um, will be a big day for him as they try to get him ready. Anaj DeAndre great. Davis returned to practice yesterday. Uh, uh, and Cam, Lewis, Cam is Lewis is scheduled to go. Anaj Carter gave it a real good – because he told me – Anaj told me he wasn't going to go, and then I saw him in uniform, and he – Ran some routes and some things, but we—it was easy to notice that the the limp, and it was a struggle. And I give him, you know, he didn't think he could go. He thought maybe if I put on the uniform, juices flowing, taped up, you know, just adrenaline, maybe he could give it a go. And it just, you know, I I do give him credit because we we were watching because when Robert uh, Harper on the sidelines like, hey, six is out there in uniform. I'm like, well, tell me when I'm gonna go Friday. But then all of a sudden, you know, I, I get but. If you get those guys back, you get Rodell back, certainly that's big. He's played more snaps. Uh, I want to say more. Anybody? I think DeAndre. I don't know. It would be tough between him and DeAndre DeAndre's Davis. Yeah. played a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, Sheldon and Chris have played some, but they weren't starters. So, I think it's either DeAndre. Or uh, Steven Scott. No, well, no. Among the injured guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only maybe Zach West. Be, but there's, only, there's not many. There's only one or two that maybe have more snaps than Tyler Rydell, period, for ETSU. So to get him back and to get a guy that clearly looked good in the first half of Jacksonville State, had a much command of the offense, you get him back, plus you give him extra weapons, which they were running stuff, as you know, Keith, that we had talked about. If you want to go back and listen to the preseason about the stuff they were doing for Cam Lewis and trying to get mismatches, and he looked great. Yep. They get him, they get sure. Carter. Clearly Tommy Witten and Xavier Guyardette have uh, made nice plays uh, during the year. You know, you get Will Huzzy. Uh, I mean, I... If Lambert and Boris are the two guys you got, I mean, to me, again, that was one of the deepest things running back, right? I mean, if you're going to take a, a couple, and I'm not, uh, you know, I think uh, Denny was concussion. It was a hand for Irby, so we'll just have to wait and see, like, yeah. how bad those are. But if they are all available, you got four running backs still. And felt pretty good about all those. Um, I mean, I thought Denny was having a nice game until the uh, – the concussion came into play and obviously took him out. Irby landed on his shoulder early and then had a thumb or hand or something like that. So yeah, he came and, out of the game holding
0: his left arm. Yeah. Like so down we'll, around the wrist. That, that's one of those we'll have
1: to see. But the bad news for Baron May, it looks like uh, we haven't got official word yet. But, uh, you know, they went for an MRI. He's going for a second one. And usually if you go for the second one, it means the first one probably wasn't a good prognosis. So, um, going for a second one just to, to double check. So, um, even even if that one says it's different and, and there's a change, he's not going to be able to play for a while. It's, it's going to be a little bit. So, I we'll just have to see exactly where it goes. You know, can the line continue to grow? Um, can, to me, it's just going to be about third downs when they play Sanford because Sanford's going to get into third and um, mediums and, third and shorts a lot, but the big thing is ETSU give up a lot of third and longs on defense. They've got to get off the field third and long. And then on offense, I mean, you're 12%. That is uh, last in the country in FCS, by the way. 12%. You've got to be better than that. So, um, you know, uh, conference play is upon us, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because and I don't want to get too much into conference talk because I may do that next week, just like, hey, now the ETSU is about to start conference, most teams have played their non-conference. Yes, a few teams have played a conference game, but, but maybe kind of go through the conference and give you, uh, you know, some thoughts on each team uh, because I watched the, the, I've watched the Western games. I've watched all the chat games. I've, I need to go. I've not watched Firm and Kennesaw yet. I'm going to watch that. Um, but for the most part, I've seen every team play at this point. I think I have a decent grasp of some of the teams, and there's a couple teams I'm still not quite sure uh, what to expect. I think the academies, Wofford, ETSU, clearly, mm-hmm. you know, right now if you're, you know, they're they're going to be at the bottom of it. And then I'm, I'm, Mercer is one of the ones I don't know. I'm, I'm not real sure about Mercer. Yeah. Um, Chat, uh, especially because next week they play Sanford. I think we'll know that, and we'll kind of know more about Sanford too. Western's a surprise we thought they could be, right? And I think Furman's about where I thought they would be uh, at this point in the year. So um, a lot to talk about on, on that. But for an ETSU front, you know, they got eight conference games left. They got four home, four away. It's going to go to Sanford. They're going to get rid of the three longest road trips in the year in the first uh, basically five weeks of the season. So, you know, they get three shorter trips the rest of the year. But they'll go back to Birmingham. They're actually going to stay in the same hotel. As he did at uh, Jacksonville State. I don't know if that's a good sign or not, but they'll be uh, in that hotel. And, you know, if something else, they're like, hey, you know, we get all the the road games out, then they'll come back uh, in the September. And that turns the page October. And you get back to back home games, which Mercer and Wofford. And, you know, depending on, you know, the Sanford thing, um, I think they got two winnable home games that they could get. But it it just, they got to get some guys healthy. uh, And they got to make plays. They got to get healthy. Definitely have to get uh, better on third down. Any other? I mean, penalty wise, they're not bad. I mean, last year they had a lot of penalties, and that was a focus that Coach Corral said that they need to correct. They're very undisciplined. There were a lot of pre-snap penalties on offense and defense. They haven't had much of that. They had a bunch of special teams penalties in game one. I don't know that they've had a special teams penalty in game two and three. I guess, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, and there were a lot of chances for somebody says, "Well, how would you know?" Both blowouts because there's either a lot of punts, there's either a lot of, a lot kick of kickoffs. Or lot of, yeah, so there's going to be special teams out there, um, and Nick Brackett is probably maybe the biggest. I mean, think about this: uh, played quarterback in high school. I don't think he punted in high school, mm-hmm. and then was a walk-on for basketball at ETSU. Thought, "Well, that's maybe not it." Um, knew he had a strong leg. Talks to coach staff. Hey, I got a you know, all right, fine. He can come out here and be a walk on football. Maybe, maybe work out, maybe you don't. And now he finds himself as a, a punter. One of the best in the Southern conference right now, averaging over 45 yards, a punt. And one of the best in the country. I mean, that 70 yarder
0: is that's going to stick for a That's going to stick for a while as one of the longest kicks of the year.
1: Yeah. I think he's got six or seven kicks over 50. He's got uh, six kicks inside the 24 inside the 10. I mean, yeah. if you just, you know, I think I'm, and uh, two touchbacks. So, I mean, I, I think he's, he's been great. I mean, Ewan Johnson, he's been called upon to kick goals and PATs, and so far, you know, he's executed that. I think the kick return games have been good. There was the um, – coach mentioned that they were trying to work on a directional punt that maybe Nate didn't hit the right way. It led to one of the big – not the touchdown, but one of the big uh, – because there were two big returns in the game um, on the punt for uh, Austin P. So mm-hmm. – uh, and one, you know, guys get out of their lanes and, and you know, I don't know. It for is, sure. For sure. I don't know. I, I rambled a lot of the right there. Yeah. Uh, the conscious. I don't write anything down. Sometimes I write. I think down. I think a lot of this.
0: I mean, a lot. A lot of these are just like the, they're bits and pieces. There's parts that are really good, but what is the what is the sum of all of the parts of this team? The positives and the negatives, and I think you saw a lot of the negatives come to bear for ETSU.
1: They don't have a, a
0: lot of depth at the quarterback position, and now they have even less. With with Doe Bear and May, um, they they have a lot of youth on the outside on defense at corner, and uh, they struggled to cover Austin Peay's wide receivers consistently, uh, and it, it it's it's great that you said well the punter is doing a great job, yeah it is, and if your defense was getting off the field on third and long when they get teams behind schedule then that's Extremely valuable because now you can really pin teams back, and you can play field position, and you can grind on teams a little bit more, and you can, you know, you can win some seventeen ten football games and get yourself back in the fight. Uh, but stuff's got to continue to improve, and it's got to improve aggressively and considerably. And ETSU is is needing improvement in positions where it's really thin. You obviously need you want better quarterback play. Tyler Rydell, you hope will bring you that. Um, you need better play at corner, but you only have three healthy corners. You have uh, Mike Jenkins, Jr., who's a true freshman. You have Javon Henderson, who's a redshirt freshman. And uh, you have Kamila uh, Anderson, who missed a big chunk of fall camp. So corner continues to be an area of great scrutiny for ETSU. And there are, again, there are things that you got to get better at. There are areas where you have to improve or the things that you do well, while it's good that you do them well, uh, they're not winning you football games. And being able to keep the ball out of the hands of pass catchers, first and foremost, is going to go a long way to help an ETSU win more football games. That's that's where, to me, that's the area where they need to improve the most. Um, and I even think it's some of the better. You know, Chris Hope was obviously a little bit um, – he, he was still a little bit bugged by the, the injury that he picked up against Carson Newman. Uh, but Sheldon Arnold – I think he's in a position where he would be the first person to tell you, hey, i got to be better. And Mike Jenkins will tell you, i got to be better. Javon Henderson will tell you, we got to get better. i got to be better. we got to be better as a team. And if you don't do that, then, um, well, it could be a long long October.
1: Yep, it certainly will. And ETSU will get back at it next week. So that's, uh, that's a wrap of the previous game against Austin Peay. Uh, obviously, um I don't really want to talk about the next segment. What? The
0: best games of the week. No. Or at least the ones these two dorks want to watch. No! You don't want to talk about this? It's the pick six. You picked that up all by yourself.
1: All I don't right. Remember, I, don't, I don't remember six. what I did. but I, you, I, I, you blacked I just, out? That's what it was? I yeah. just remembered I, I wasn't particularly good is what I remember. Um,
0: It did not go great for you. Um, it actually went... Really well for me. I was almost perfect. It was my faith in somebody that I have worked with in the past that betrayed me.
1: Fifty-yard line last week. Uh,
0: Eastern Washington hosting Southeastern Louisiana. We both picked Eastern Washington in that game, and we were both correct. Do you want me to stop right there? You want me to stop right there because it, it does. It does. It doesn't get better. For you, anyway. Uh, he, uh, 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 yeah,
1: clearly, I'm talking a lot.
0: East, Eastern Washington won that game, 40 to 29. Uh, incarnate Word at Abilene Christian, you took A.C.U. and I took the birds. Well, I went
1: for the upset and didn't, didn't win. And it was the word.
0: It was well, everybody's heard about the bird, 27 nothing winners up in the Texas Panhandle. That's a win for me and a loss for Sandoz. We both lost with Kansas State because we both picked K-State to beat Missouri, and Mizzou won that game 30-27. to I feel good about these games because almost all of them were close in some shape or fashion. They
1: they lost on a 61-yard field goal. They did. So I feel good
0: about that. Yeah, I I, I can live with that. Uh, Southern Illinois defeated Southeast Missouri State, came right down to the wire. We both got a win there. We both picked the Salukis. Furman beat Kennesaw State by a touchdown. We both got that one right and then Western Carolina, Eastern Kentucky. You've seen the end of this game. Yeah, I, mean, I have not seen it yet. I, and that's what I want to complain about, but you haven't seen it, so I don't know if i But gonna I picked the Catamounts, and you picked the Colonels, and the
1: Catamounts won. I mean, it's good for the league. Don't get me wrong. It's good for the league. I, I'm just going to say, when you see it. I won't be able to unsee it, that kind of thing? With, yes, because, yes, Western scores are 40 seconds, but the last bit of that, and from seven seconds to two seconds –
0: That's a great tease. And, a and then I and I'm not gonna blow
1: this for you, but they do miss the game time field goal. So I'm not gonna blow that oh, for. Wow, you. Right. So but the Blood seven twist. the seven second to the two second mark, that's all I want you and whenever you text me, whatever it is when you see it, I'm just going to be this is this is how I lost that game. Yeah. But again, listen, good for like Eastern Kentucky's gonna have a nice team in West Carolina that, you know, I just gave hey I know what they did against Sanford. I think that's impressive, but what are they going to do on the road against a, a good quality team? And they went on the road, came from behind, scored a go-ahead touchdown with 40 seconds and survived the last few seconds.
0: Yeah, that's a that's another big win for them. And I, it's, it's hard for me to look at this conference right now uh, with the results that we have seen and not say that Western Carolina is at least the number two team in the SoCon. I think it's really difficult to, to debate that. When you see what their offensive line has done, uh, when you see the results that they've been able to get, uh, the effectiveness with which they've run the football, which has taken some pressure off of Cole Gonzalez, uh, this is a team that is poised to do some really special things, and, and I think this group could go back to the playoffs. Extra point. You, you've got this game pulled up. You, you are going to enjoy that you needed to hit the extra point.
1: Well, this is – I mean, I told you about Tennessee State actually blocked the field goal and ran it back for a touchdown to secure a win. This time they actually kicked the field goal with nine seconds to go. Nice. I was following this game because, you know, I did not really want to follow ETSU anymore, and I had to. And um, Gardner-Webb had scored with a minute something, and I thought, oh, that's over. I've got zero Mm – Zero shot that Tennessee State was going to be able to get down the field, but they did. Eddie George gets them another uh, close win, and so Tennessee State gave me a dub. And I got a
0: dub from Sacramento State. Caden Bennett with a 49-yard touchdown pass with 92 seconds left. He threw for 279, ran for 100, scored twice, and Sacramento State beat Stanford 30-23 in Palo Alto. That's a heck of a win, man. Like I'm excited for South Carolina, not South Carolina, Sacramento State and Idaho this week. That game is going to come up, uh, and maybe in the pick six later in the week when we do this segment to pick this coming week's games. That the Kibby Dome is going to be rocking for that one. But this week we both hit the extra point, so we both have seven games. I went six and one. You went four and three. After week three, Sander Claus is ten and nine, and the breakdown is thirteen and eight.
1: All right, so we're not doing that anymore, right? Pick six done. No, that's uh, that's done for now. Okay. We'll
0: we'll do some more later this week because we will pick games when ETSU is on the by. Okay. I got I got some really excited I got one really exciting thing I want to tell you though. Okay. Um, basketball season starts in five days. Basketball practice starts Monday for the men. Tuesday for the women because their first game is one day later. So they start practicing Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, like, it, is it, it
1: 30 days, calendar days, or is it? No, it's a
0: little more than that. Because I think think it's you thir- can get 20. I think it's like 28 practices right. over a certain yeah, period yeah, of time. Calendar, so you yeah. give them a day yeah. off every
1: week and all that. So if you yeah. go for a six-day work, yeah, 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 that's right. So like 35 days or something. Crazy. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. In that in November, 3rd, November 6th, right? The first uh, the for the men and then the women are November 7th. Can it's going to be 25 plus 30, 30 no, you're doing
0: 41 man. days.
1: 41 days. Look at this, guy. 41 days as of this coming Monday when they get on the floor for their first full practice
0: of the 2023-24 season.
1: All right. Uh, rumor had it, we may have basketball schedules out sometime this week. So. Yes, and assigning today,
0: David Merriweather, the last scholarship accounted for for six ten, two thirty, 6'10, 2'30, out of Indianapolis.
1: Yep, saw that. Actually saw him yesterday, and as you would imagine, 6'10, pretty big. Pretty big dude. And 2'30, also quite large. Yeah, not a small man, so. No. All right, we're going to do uh, Inside the Dome, and we'll talk Southern Conference football, pick six, uh, got some soccer, something else. Anyways, we're back on am janky podcast. Fighter Runner! Tory Lambert gets the football! Oh, you gotta
0: be kidding me!